Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chubba Pequenel, and I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host Tempest, my wise man, Tempest. Hey, bud. Boom. Your wise Canadian, who also wise. likes to mock Adam Cole from time to time. <laughs> boom. I. It's just so satisfying. The boom. I love it. The boom. They're saying boom now, Pete. I know. It's catching on, and I love it. But then what if he hits it from out of nowhere when people aren't expecting it? Oh, boom! They go, oh, boom! Oh, boom! (laughs) It's kind of hard to hit a running knee to the back of the head out of nowhere. It's possible. It is possible. It's a stretch. Yeah. Well, maybe if they're so shocked that when it happens, they they forget to say boom, you know? Mm. Maybe it's like a maybe it's a oh. heel turn. Oh, I, don't, well, I say heel turn. He's already healed, but you know what I mean. Like he turns I'm on super someone. Healed. Yeah, oh. turns on Kyle O'Reilly. No, one yeah, exactly right. Kyle O'Reilly's just kneeling in front of him, and he was like, "Oh, don't worry, I got you." And then he goes to Rough, and then boom, he gets him from the back. Boom, boom, the boom, etc. Anyway, so Tempest, dumb. very stupid. Um, so obviously, just before we started recording, we were talking about how excited we were for Revolution. Yes, and. We can talk about that, but first, I do want to just complain for a little bit uh, because I've you... been having a I've been having a day. No. Oh dear! All right, <laughs> vent. This which, is your safe space. Which I will say, the thing that has kind of kickstarted all of this is entirely my own fault. So I can't really be too mad, but also I can be mad. So because I'm an idiot. Well, okay. So I came into the office yesterday uh, to do some stuff. We've got some stuff coming up a series that we're going to be starting soon. And basically I need to be in the office for that thing. Um, And the idea was that I would go into the office and get that thing done. I couldn't end up getting that thing done. So I came into the office for essentially nothing, but I was like, eh, it's fine. I'll just have an unwinding evening tonight because it's been a bit of a stressful day. But then uh, tomorrow I'm just staying at home. I don't have to go into the office. It's all good. As the people who are pledge hammers or uh, members on our, our YouTube channel can see, I'm currently in the studio and I'm not normally on a Saturday, normally at home. The reason is it's because I'm an idiot and I left my laptop charger in the studio when I went home yesterday. So 
I kind of freaked out last night and I was like, oh God, like, what do I do? Because I need to be, my green screen is at home and the setup that we have in the studio right now, we have the green screen ready to go. We just, we've ordered like another camera to come in so that we have a camera for the studio side and we have a camera for the green screen side that they can sit you know, ready to go at all times. So I wouldn't have a prompt to set up. I couldn't record my whole thing from the studio. So I was like, well, I need to record at home because that's where my green screen is. But I don't have my laptop charger. I don't know if my laptop will last long enough to watch SmackDown, write my script, then record, then upload the file afterwards to the editor to get that done. So that was a bit stressful. So I was working a little bit fast today. I started writing my script while I was watching SmackDown this morning. Like I was do I was kind of doing side by side to try to kill a bit of time. So it was like it was a little bit stressful. Um, but I managed to get it done. Just about had enough battery on my laptop to get the, the file uploaded and done. I was like, okay, cool. Put my laptop down. I'm gonna head into the office now so I can get my my charger. I can do all the rest of the things I need to do, you know, get the images for the for the video and all that stuff and, and all that jazz, and that's fine. I will do all that when I get to the office. Left my house, went to go uh, walk to the station. The normal train that I get, uh, it's closed all weekend. So uh, that was fun. So I was like, cool, I'm going to have to go a little bit of a longer way. So I had to get another train to another station, switch that, go there. It probably added about, you know, 20 minutes onto my journey, which... That's not bad. It's not it's it's not bad at the end of the day, but when you're on a time but when you're on a time crunch to get a video done in time for one pm, I'm like <laughs> every minute counts. Um, but yeah, managed to get to the office. Got all that. My laptop charger was here. I left it literally on on this desk. I don't know how I managed that, but I did. When would um, you ever unplug your laptop? The thing Just is, make the make the laptop and the charger one. <laughs> well, I. I unplugged it to put it in my bag because that's what that's where I needed to put it. And I put everything there on the desk to put in the bag and I put everything in except for my laptop charger. I don't know what how I problem? do this tempest. I know how you did it. You unplugged it. <laughs> You're right. I did. But anyway, I got to the office and I was like, okay, let's just crack on with all the things I need to do. Get this done, get this done. Start getting all the images for the video and all that stuff. And managed to get all, all the uh, most of it done. And then I got to a certain point on the images. And I was going through the, the WWE.com gallery of SmackDown images. Because that's normally where we get our images for the SmackDown review from. And 50% um, of the time, they are helpful. Right? Yeah. 50% of the time. Yeah. And the rest 60, is like, I was, I was looking for the, of the time hitting their finisher. And it's like, nope, we don't have that. Why would we have that? 60% right. of the time, it's terrible. Every time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So I was going through, and I saw some images of a segment that I hadn't seen. Because on my feed that I was watching on SmackDown, a segment didn't happen. And I made a long, elaborate joke about the segment not happening. Because on my feed, Roman Reigns entered with the Usos, it cut to an ad break, and it came back, and it was just the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. And I was like, why would you have Roman Reigns come out to not even follow up on a segment? What are you playing at WWE? This was a stupid segment. What are you thinking, right? As it turns out, Roman Reigns cut a promo, but just the feed I was watching didn't actually have that promo on the thing. So then I then I freaked out because obviously in my script, I've done this whole long joke about WWE being idiots and I didn't want to put that on the internet because then I'd get called out for it. So I was like, right, okay. So I need to, I had to, Tell the editor in the script, so you have to take this section out of it. I'm going to have to rewrite some bits here. 
And then I had to go and record a voiceover bit to put in that and grab more images to put over the top of it because it was just voiceover because I had no green screen, obviously, because I was in the studio at this point. So then I had to get that done, got that sent off. That was all fine. And then somehow the video got out on time. I don't understand how, but we still Yay. managed to get out on time. Thanks, Editor Rich. You're awesome. But yeah. Got it done. No, and then not. in the meantime, I obviously had to do all my other stuff. I had to watch Rampage, had to set up the, the podcast stuff, set up the thumbnail, do all that jazz. And at this point, my eyes were closing. I was like, oh my God, I'm so like, I'm so stressed. I'm so tired. I just want to, I just want to not, you know? Mm-hmm. But now I'm here and it's all right because we're leading with Rampage, Tempest. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's we talk about Rampage really first. Outro. We got to really, do, we got to do a really short outro. So let's do it. Yeah, we do. Uh, let's talk about Rampage. That was my complaining over. I promise I'm actually going to be really positive on this episode because, well, yeah. about Rampage anyway. Uh, because, yay, excitement. Uh, so here's the show. Here's Rampage first. Eric Redbeard, what? It's Eric Redbeard, who has made his return on AEW Rampage. That's right, we are leading with Rampage, which means we should probably change this over to Rampage, because we're going to be talking about it first. Uh, Eric Redbeard made his return on AEW Rampage. This was a pretty nuts and stacked episode of AEW Rampage, all things considered. The go-home show for Revolution, we're very excited about it. Are you excited for Revolution? Send in your Ultra Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all your messages that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. So, Tempest, this episode of AEW Rampage had a lot of noteworthy things on it. Had a triple threat TNT title match. Don't know why that wasn't on Revolution, but had a triple threat TNT title match, which was pretty banging. Had uh, the last face of the Revolution ladder match qualifier. Christian Cage and Ethan Page. And we had this little nugget in the middle of the show, which was a promo segment with uh, Penta, Penta Oscuro, I suppose, uh, and Pac and um, Cosplay Dracula, uh, who was in so the ring. Odd. It is it's weird, so odd. It's so strange. It? I can't. And I felt this way with Malachi Black when he came out in like September or something, the Rosario Dawson episode where she jumped mm-hmm. Malachi Black. Yeah. He's just standing in a cloak with the house lights on. It yeah. just looks so goofy. <laughs> but regardless, he's kind of a promo saying, like, the three of us are going to take on the three of you, referring to the House of Black, uh, on Sunday. So I'm, I think that's been added to the buy-in, I believe. Um, yes. And uh, House of Black uh, came out and, oh, I need to add that to Wrestle League. I should do that. Um, House House of Black came out and uh, interrupted via video promo and then teleported to the ring, I assume. Uh, Sure. Um, And then under the the cover of darkness, of course. And uh, Dracula himself then said, uh, actually, no, I didn't say I was the third person. You see, we have our own third member. We might be down one lucha brother one member of the death triangle right now but we've got our own monster and it's none other than eric redbeard who came out security rushed out to try and separate everybody and got into a little bit of a brawl and stuff eric redbeard just beat up all the security uh which was kind of fun 
Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Eric Redbeard's return? This is, of course, the first time we've seen him since the Brody Lee tribute show. What do you reckon, Tempest? I was not expecting this. No, me neither. You know? Like, again, I said in my edited review that, like, if you made a list of the entire free agent landscape in pro wrestling right now, all the people that have been released by WWE, etc. Eric Redbeard to join this trio would probably place near the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I would not have expected this guy. Like I, the only real connection I can kind of work out is that there's like voodoo witchcraft going on. And he kind of has a history of that in WWE with the Wyatts and all that. Otherwise, uh, I'm just kind of curious as to why he's shown up, why he's mm-hmm. taken an interest in the House of Black, you know? Yeah. Because he's a guy, like, Eric Redbeard is an interesting one because he's never stood out to me as, like, a worker. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would watch Luke Harper, Brody Lee matches, and it also helps that, like, I worked for Chikara and watched every one of his matches. Mm-hmm. in chikara ever so that's a lot of matches so i'm pretty familiar with Brody lee matches yeah he to me was always like the workhorse of the group obviously yeah. like everyone could wrestle but like luke harper was the one everyone was waiting to you know he's gonna mm-hmm. get a push he's gonna get the randy orton match goes to AEW. everyone's very excited the whole deal i've never felt that way about eric rowan you know never yeah. felt that way that being said, I've seen, like, none of his work outside of WWE. I mm-hmm. know he did at least one tour of Pro Wrestling Noah before WWE. Mm-hmm. And I know he had one of the worst ring names that I've ever heard. His ring name, oh, this this would, I think Andy's actually used this on Fan Mania already. So I don't feel like I'm giving away a good question for him. Mm-hmm. His name on the indies was Thorif Marius. Which is a <laughs> hell of a choice. Yeah. Thoruf. I don't know how you get Thoruf. It's probably Scandinavian or something. Sure, yeah. Sure. Regardless, I think this match for Revolution will be fun. I think this... This... It's weird because I've got like two trios matches that I would think would be pretty much the same kind of match. Just like it's a, it's a trios match. They're going to do spots. You know, mm-hmm. there's high flyer guys. I would think that's what this would be. But now I'm thinking that we might get more like, oh, he sprays the mist in Penta's eyes and now he's out for a while. And I'm thinking there might be more witchcraft going on just to set it aside from the Hardy family office match. But I don't know. This one caught me really by surprise. Mm-hmm. Sure did for me as well. Yeah, I was I was very, very surprised when I saw this. I don't, like like you, I don't really get the connection as to why kind of he would be involved in this, in this story. Um, what do you think of the possibility? I I personally wouldn't be super... Uh, I don't, I'm saying that, I don't know. What do you think of the possibility, bit of fantasy booking, that Eric Redbeard betrays those guys and actually joins the House of Black and becomes like another member? Do they need Eric Rowan in the House of Black? Eric Redbeard, I should say, sorry. I would think not. You know, yeah. like... I don't know. It's a really weird situation because, again, I don't very often see AEW adding to, like, the bottom of the roster. Mm-hmm. It happens every once in a while. Like, they signed Tony yep. Nese, and he mm-hmm. has, like, two matches on TV, and then he's on Dark, you know? So maybe an Eric Redbeard could 
fit a similar role, but like, I don't know. I look at the House of Black and I ask, what do they gain by adding Eric Red Redbeard to their faction? And I kind of struggle to come up with an answer right now. Like, Brody King is already their big muscle. Exactly. And Buddy yeah. Murphy is like the smaller, more agile guy who also has like a deep history with Malachi Black. So you've kind of got a lot of the trio covered already. Yeah. And unless you do something really different, like add Julia Hart to the faction and do something that none of them can do, I don't really see a lot of upside for Eric Redbeard in the faction. I don't know. This whole this whole return has really thrown me for a loop. Like, I was not expecting it, and it feels like a real oddball choice. Yeah, it does. You know? I think I, I am still excited for it. I think it should be interesting, to say the least. And I do think that I, I see a lot of people in the chat, and I do agree with them, that I think this is probably just a temporary fix to replace yeah. Phoenix while he's out. Um, it could even be because, you know, from the injury that happened on on uh, was it Dynamite or Rampage, a previous show that Phoenix was on, um, whenever that injury Dynamite. happened... It was, it was when, uh, yeah, it was uh, Jurassic Express winning the tag titles. That's the one. Um, yeah, the um, the reports at the time was obviously that the injury was not as severe as it looked. So maybe if Phoenix is good to go, maybe we could even see him returning at Revolution. Maybe they had plans to have Phoenix come back at Revolution, but he's not quite going to be cleared then. So they've gone, actually, no, they, they were kind of holding out hope. So they've gone, actually, no, we'll just slot in Eric Redbeard here. We can give him a, a nice showcase in this match. But then we're going to go right back to the, the Phoenix story afterwards. Maybe right. that. Maybe it's nothing more than that. Especially because this, this is on the buy-in. You know, it's not like a huge, oh my God, shock debut. We're going to stick him straight on the main show kind of thing. So I think all the signs are pointing to a more temporary yeah. alliance, so to speak. Um, but regardless, I think it's pretty cool that you can, that you can have someone from like the 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 indies is like a recognizable name that AEW can just call upon and they don't have to i think that bringing someone in from their own aew roster into this story i don't feel like would have the same impact as bringing someone in like an eric redbeard from like the indies is like oh recognizable name that's cool that's that's new that's exciting um even just for like a temporary thing like this i think i think they made the right call in doing this if if they were holding out hope for phoenix and he's not cleared I think they probably made the right call. I agree. I really like that AEW runs things the way they do, where you can have someone come in for a shot and not need to be signed. Mm -hmm. You know, whether we ever see Jeff Cobb in AEW again, I, I thought Jeff Cobb was going to come out <laughs> for this yeah. one. Honestly, I thought this was going to be Jeff Cobb because they had to have the whole uh, Lucha Underground thing. But regardless... Mm -hmm regardless i like that you can have it's like a guest star on a tv yeah. show they come yeah. in for an episode maybe two episodes and then they leave and they don't overstay their welcome but you do it with this match uh like arrow star and Callisto have been on the show they didn't get signed you don't need to sign everyone and this just helps keep the shows fresh it gives you that same like whoa big pop surprise debut return whatever it gives you that feeling without needing it to be a keith lee on every show yeah you know it kind of tides you over until the next one so i don't think like this obviously didn't light my world on fire or anything but it was a fun segment and i understand why they would do it so like i'm not complaining about any of it i just think it's an interesting choice yeah for sure and i will say 
I don't think they needed to add another match to Revolution. <laughs> that already has so many matches. Yeah, but I don't feel like they made the pre-show longer. They just put more wrestling on the pre-show. So Probably, we'll be getting yeah. like we'll be getting another match instead of just sitting through video packages or That's fair. announcers you know babbling. I will say though in response to a point from like 5 minutes ago why sure. this match was on the pre-show Mm -hmm. uh, or no, why the triple threat match wasn't on Revolution. I can tell yes. you why. I can tell you why. Why? Because Matt Hardy's in that match. And tomorrow is March 6th. He is in that match. It is March 6th the day? I thought it was after. I no, thought is it, was it like after March 6th? After. I don't know. I'm really, I really got my fingers crossed that Jeff Hardy's showing up tomorrow. I, I don't I don't know that that's going to happen, but I'm like... Uh, mm. Non... Compete expiry. Oh, I feel like it's in time for the dynamite after. Uh, let's have a look. La 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 la. la. I want this one. Uh, March ninth. March ninth. Oh, yeah. Way off. So that is literally the Wednesday <sighs> of dynamite right. revolution. Well, in that case, I have absolutely no idea why this uh, triple threat match wasn't on the pay per view. Yeah, I don't uh, I well, I I think the the oh. actual reason is Sting. They want to have Sting in a match. That's fair, and and, the, and that's the reason. But I feel like that's not enough of a reason, personally. This trip, we we're gonna get into it, obviously. But this triple threat mm. match was so good. Oh, like so I good. would probably bet that that match on the pay per view in front of like the pay per view card could quite possibly be the best match on the show. It's got a lot of competition, but like it's a candidate. Yeah. I yeah. think if this had obviously like stuff change when you're doing like a picture in picture ad break, like the pace slows down a little bit, the wrestlers take a little bit of a breather. Like they don't stop wrestling, but the pace slows down and they they like take their time because they know they're in picture in picture. If you'd have had that removed and you'd have just had the match and replaced that with, you know, 90 seconds of more match. Maybe give it an extra minute or two. This could have easily been pay per view opener, yeah. easily. Like that's it was a damn good TV opener. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just for sure. We're already getting into. The... We'll yeah. talk about that more later. God damn, you just get so uh, get, excited get, get, talking about good yeah, wrestling. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, we talk about one good show a week, and we get so excited about our one one hour good show. See, the thing is. I know people were a bit down on me this week because I was on the Dynamite review and I people thought this. I was I was being very negative about it. Oh, why and do you I hate thought... Ring of Honor, Pete? Why do you hate Ring of Honor? I thought I was being very honest about my feelings about the show mm -hmm. that I don't think it was a very good go-home episode. You know what was a very good go-home episode? This episode of Rampage. I seem to recall that also being the case for All Out. Mm. Like I went to both of those shows and I wasn't super impressed with the dynamite, but then the rampage was really fun. Yeah. Weird. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's get into some of your ultra chats, shall we? Uh, let's see what you guys think. Send your uh, chats in to russeltalk.com forward slash support. Uh, and we're going to read out all your messages that are $5 and up by the time the show goes off the air. Ten Ruzza said, Rampage was incredible. Eric Redbeard was great to see and fun to have him in the fold. That triple threat was insane. And the M in CM stands for Monster. Tempest Foo Fighters here in Melbourne was insane. Poured down Ray, but was so effing incredible. Hashtag revolution. I so badly want to see the Foo Fighters again. <laughs> and this this wonderful, wonderful individual keeps bringing up the Foo Fighters. And like, I get it. I'm, I'm very happy. Keep bringing up the Foo Fighters. I love the Foo Fighters. Let's talk about the Foo yeah. Fighters. But every time it's like, oh, I went and saw the Foo Fighters in concert. I was like, mm, I want to see the Foo Fighters in concert again. Yeah. Uh, the Adnap 2 says, uh, I hate to be that guy, but if they needed a last-minute replacement, why not choose from their existing roster? Lance Archer makes sense as their backup monster, or Jay Lethal is right there. Uh, I mean, we, we touched on this earlier, and I, I, I think they made the right choice to inject a bit of excitement into it. Um, I think, it's more exciting this way. Yeah, and I think shoehorning someone into an allegiance with someone just for like a one-off pay-per-view or whatever, I don't think that's as um, coherent as just mm. bringing in a special guest. Because a special guest, you can be like, hey, we asked them specifically to come in for this thing. Whereas you have to then follow up on the continuity afterwards if it's someone on your um, yeah. existing roster. Well said. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks, mate. I'm really good at my job. Uh, we got, got so quick good quick. at everything, Pete. I wish to be <laughs> as good as everything as you are. <laughs> I've got a quick chat here from Mayor of Painesville, Dan, that says, Hey, Pete and Tempest, chatting in from day two of 16 Carrot Gold 2022. Gresham and Bobby Guns had a banger last night. Met the Ring of Honor world champ. What a nice guy. Now I'm back 10 a.m. in the morning with several shows before night two. Let's go. Okay, so... I'm I'm very happy that you're excited, Dan. Mm. Very happy, in fact. Because here's a little Tempest tidbit. Did you know that one of the wrestlers that trained Tempest is competing in the 16 karat tournament? Mm. The more you know, and I'm slightly confused because this fellow, the wonderful Mr. Marvelous James Runyon, for those mm. who are wondering, posted something somewhere about being oh i think he just posted a picture of the trophy on instagram i thought he'd like won, and i was like what? no right what <laughs> you know <laughs> no i just posted a picture of the trophy so okay i'm a little bit less confused now but i hope you have a good time dan should be a good time wxw is very important we're getting to more of your ultra chats later keep sending those in at russelltalk.com forward slash support about uh, rampage or smackdown or revolution or anything else that's happened in this weird week of wrestling with Sometimes. like I, I was saying this to Denise yesterday because I did the hello. Uh because I did the um the uh Friday show with Denise yesterday and I was Team saying like Penis. Team Panice, thank you very much. Let's get the pronunciation right. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's a family friendly show, Tempest. Come on now. Um and <laughs> I was saying like when it got to dynamite, I was like, okay, Friday show definitely gonna be about AW buying Ring of Honor easily. And then it got to the next day, and I was like, okay, I guess it's going to be about Pat McAfee and uh, Vince McMahon on the Pat McAfee show. And then it got to the day after that, I was like, I guess it's going to be about Cody, for God's sake. More news about that stuff. So much going on. There's so much happening, you know, and we're trying to schedule as much content around <laughs> WrestleMania yeah. and around everything else. Like, Revolution's coming, and it's tomorrow, and what do you do about that? And then yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to come out of retirement. We haven't even done anything about that because that news was gone by that same day. Yep. So it's like, I don't know. You do what you can, but yeah. Way to go, Cody. Yeah. Two lists and fantasy booking. Look at you. The bell of the ball. Yeah. Adam's fantasy booking of Cody is up on Parts Fun Known right now, by the way. Went up yesterday. Go watch it. Go subscribe to Parts Fun Known. I haven't like said this publicly, but I would like for us to get to 200,000 subscribers on Parts Fun Known by WrestleMania. Oh, I, goodness. What are we on now? We're like 195 or something. 194, maybe? And last month, we had like 4,800 new subscribers. So wow. if you are in the chat right now and you have not subscribed to Parts Fun Known, go do that. It would absolutely make my day to see a really big bump in the PFK right. subscriptions. I'm going to get an exact number because I saw 194,000 when I just checked it out, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch my account mm-hmm. and look at Look at the exact number on the parts one known back end because this is this is important stuff. All right. It's I also I also think you guys should subscribe to parts one known because there might be maybe new content coming soon. Maybe like a new series or something. Might be involving me. Might be involving Luke. Ooh. Who knows? I'm so I'm so excited for 2022 and PFK. Mm -hmm. Go subscribe to parts fun known. I promise you in the very near future. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of really fun stuff 
And also someone saying I'm wearing a JBL shirt. This is Kazuchika Okada. Please and thank you. Quite comparable, the two of them, of course. Easy to get mixed up between the two, I think. Yep. Um, we're on, on parts of unknown. 194,084 subscribers. So, if Just you wish to be kind and wonderful to your Russell Talk friends, give us a subscribe on part Hell of yeah. Let's get us to 200,000 big round numbers. That would Go. be amazing. Well, let's talk about the rest of Rampage, shall we? Uh, which kicked off immediately with this triple threat match, uh, triple threat TNT title match for Andrade El Idolo versus Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Oh boy, this was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, this was a match and a half. A whole bunch of spots, really, really fun spots, and the pace was, the pace kind of like undulated quite a lot. Um, partly because of that, like, picture-in-picture outbreak that they had, but also, they just kind of, like, took it slow for a little bit, and then the pace would get really, really quick, and then they take it slow for a little bit, and then they go, oh, it's a boss boss! And it, slow down again. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was, it was, it was really good, really well-paced. It just took you through this, like, roller coaster ride through the whole match, and some of the spots were delightful stuff. There was a really spot where Sammy Guevara did a, a, a stalling suplex onto uh, Darby Allen, and then Andrade got Sammy into a powerbomb position. So Sammy was just had a holding Darby Allen while Andrade was walking him into. Oh, that's in a powerbomb cool. position. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard to yeah. keep the balance and just the strength. Thankfully, they had Darby on top. Darby is yeah. the lightest, so at yeah. least they worked out. You know, big block at the bottom, medium block, small block. This was yeah. a really fun match. Like, mm-hmm. in turn, AEW doesn't do a lot of three ways. Mm-hmm. Like, they when they started, they would just put them on TV. You know, it was like Darby against Peter Avalon against Sean Spears. Random three-way for nothing. We haven't gotten very many of them since then. Like, we get the Kenny Omega match at Double or Nothing last year. It was really big. Other than that, not a lot of them. Mm-hmm. This was one of, like, the best three-way TV matches I may have ever seen. Yeah. I can't think of a single one that could rival this one. Like, by all means, chat, if you've got, like, classic TV... It has to be on TV. Don't give me the main event of WrestleMania 20 or something. Yeah. TV triple threat matches that were as good or better than this one. I would love to hear them. I'll just make a playlist and go watch them today. This was so <laughs> and then fun. you'll make a list about them on parts of uh, Go subscribe. The, the best triple threat matches on TV. It's very niche. Mm. I best really like the, the storytelling in this match, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I yep. like the dynamic that these two guys have to team up to mm-hmm. take out the slightly bigger guy, but they're teaming on Sunday. So, like, there's just a yeah. lot of psychology mm-hmm. going on. And, yeah. oh, there's just so much to love about this match. Also, very quick point, I loved when Andrade slapped the hell out of Darby. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? I saw that, and I was like, hell yeah. Because it's like Darby's the small one, so I don't believe he has great striking power. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's not his game. If he's a video game character, power is probably a low attribute. Andrade's bigger. And yeah. a punch from Andrade is probably going to hurt worse than a punch from Darby Allen. I, I don't know. It's really simple, but I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, awesome. really good. And of awesome. course, there was another fantastic spot. Andrade in the tree of woe position. Uh, Darby Allen getting him set up for that. Sammy Guevara on the ropes on the other corner of the ring. Darby goes to like charge at the ropes to like knock Sammy off. Sammy jumps over him and just while he's in the air, I'll just hit a coast to coast on Andrade while I can. And just went over there and did a drop kick to Andrade. Was really cool. Sammy, like every time he's in a big match, he has like at least one highlight reel moment. Yeah. That's Legit. what makes you memorable. Mm-hmm. People are going to remember yeah. Sammy Guevara when they go home. Sure are. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, it was just a really fun match. And I think the finish was really good as well. Where, again, Darby and Sammy were like half teaming up at the same time. Because they started hitting some big moves. Hit like, you know, the the, the stunner runs one dry. They hit the, the go to hell on him and stuff like that. But then Darby tried to cost Sammy by throwing Sammy out the ring to then capitalize, hit a coffin drop onto Andrade, goes for the pin, but then Sammy hit a swanton onto Darby and then pinned onto Darby, who was pinning Andrade, and then pinned Andrade from all the moves they got hit. That was that was cool. That was a nice little finish. They killed Andrade. Yeah, they sure did. I was, I was a bit surprised, because, I mean, like, it's Andrade. I would, mm-hmm. I would think that he would maybe outrank, like, a Darby Allen on the depth chart. Maybe. They'd be similar, at least. But Andrade's lost a lot of matches. He has. And he was yeah. the one to get pinned here. Like I would have thought that Sammy would have pinned Darby in this match, but again, I think I think that would have been interesting if they had some sort of story going in for Sunday, where they were going to have some mm. sort of dissension play out between Sammy and Darby. Then yeah, I think that makes sense. But I feel like just having Sammy pin Andrade via costing Darby, like doing the breaking up Darby's mm. pin to then get the pin himself was enough. And after the match, there was still kind of that teased dissension of Sammy going for a handshake for Darby, uh, Darby afterwards. And Darby just walked away. Didn't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty cool. I liked it. And I think that it still added an element to it without kind of having more of like a, I don't want to say a heel turn. Cause that's not, that's not accurate, but it was, it was more subtle. I think mm-hmm. than if he straight up like pinned him in the match. That's what I think anyway. Fair enough. You yeah. know, it's just it's funny to look at the roster after the fact, like months yeah. after the debut, and you look at Andrade, who's this like oh pushing more in WWE NXT champion five star match, big deal. Andrade comes to AEW, and it's like okay, well where does Andrade actually fit? Like is he? a bigger, more pushed star than a Sammy Guevara, than a Darby Allen. Doesn't seem to be. But going in when he debuted, I was like, wow, there's like Kenny Omega's next challenger. You know, it just hasn't really worked out that way for him. Yeah. Yeah. Andrade's run in AEW has not been great. I'll be honest. He's, he's, had a, he's had a few good matches, but... He has a, yeah. When he, when he just has time to go out and have a good match, like with Pac and all this, he has really good matches. And I'm really hoping he's just got, like, Miro syndrome. Because mm-hmm. Miro's run in AEW, until he dropped Kit Sabian, was pretty bad. Like, I was not into Miro at all during his first, like, six months. And we're past six months on Andrade. 
but mm -hmm. I'm hoping that we get something. Yeah. Like something eventually where it's his turn. Give him the TNT title. Yeah, like he did one backstage promo vignette calling himself the kingpin of AEW, and I was like, I like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And then they've never mentioned it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a bit disappointing, honestly. I would have thought Andrade yeah. would be a bigger deal in AEW than he's been. Yeah. But uh, hopefully that'll happen soon. But regardless, super awesome opener to Rampage. Really, really good. I still would have had this on the pay-per-view, personally. Yeah. Like, yeah that's... I, I can't see a reason why not, other than because Sting. Um, mm -hmm. That's about it. Um, after that, we had the... Because Jeff Hardy, which is an invalid reason. Yeah, which which yeah. doesn't work anymore. But yeah. yeah. Um, but then we had uh, the debut of Eric Redbird that we already spoke about with the pack, uh, the pack and Penta Oscuro promo. Um, then uh, we got confirmation that it's going to be Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara on Dynamite uh, on Wednesday. Uh and Tony Khan tweeted some mildly confusing things on Twitter about okay. it being like, so there was going to be a seventh spot, but instead of that, I then offered Scorpio Sky to face the TNT champion after Revolution, so it's going to happen on Dynamite, but also don't take that as, and also he's going to sign Paige Van Zandt as well, Dan Lambert's going to as well, but I'm also not taking him for a promise, so I'm not going to make, we're not going to put any graphics out or anything yet until it happens. I'm like, what should have been two tweets? Yeah, I get these like promoting dynamite, but this felt very disjointed. Yeah, so you and... offered the guy a spot in order to become number one contender and instead just yep. made him number one contender. Yeah, yeah, that that's doesn't what make no sense. No, no, it's real bad. Um, whatever. Uh, sure, Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara, he's not gonna win. No. <laughs> Cool. Uh, we then had Keith Lee versus JD Drake. Keith Lee having his tune-up match, as they mentioned on Dynamite, for the Face of Revolution ladder match. Uh, my first note for this match is, how dare you put Keith Lee in picture-in-picture? Picture? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be doing that to my boy. I want to watch him all the time. And during that picture-in-picture, picture, he slapped the taste out of JD Drake's chest. I was going to say mouth, but it was all on the chest, so, mm -hmm. you know. We'll go with that. Uh, he chopped the ever-loving hell out of him, which was lovely. Um, he managed to get the win. I think JD Drake looked really good in this match. Um, like you mentioned in your editor review, he's a pretty competent wrestler. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I thought that Keith Lee should have maybe done a bit more in this match. In terms of like his debut, we saw a few of the, the kind of things that he can do. This one, I don't really feel like it added too much to get us to be more excited for Keith Lee. If we didn't, if we don't already know what Keith Lee's capable of, I feel like this could have been a good showcase to be like, and he can also do this kind of thing that you didn't get to see in his other match. Because there's obviously loads more that Keith Lee can do that we've not seen yet in AEW. Whereas this one was, he kind of just chopped him a lot. And then he hit, after a bit of a comeback, he then hit the um, Big Bang Catastrophe, if he's still calling it that. And then, yeah. Such a dumb name. It is. Oh. And then and then he won. And that was it. And then there was a post-match beatdown where he hit a spirit bomb and stuff like that. And that was nice. But it just felt like for me in the match, like it should have been more of a Keith Lee showcase. And this felt like more of a JD Drake showcase. He got more of the spots in and the highlights and stuff. And then Keith just won. Mm -hmm. So it felt like it was a little bit off for me. But Keith Lee's amazing. And this was fun. I definitely did have a similar moment. I don't remember exactly where, but I was like, 
he faced selling a lot in this match, mm. you know? And it's only like a four-minute match or something like that. Maybe not that long. It was maybe a bit longer than four minutes. I don't yeah. know. I don't have the times in front of me. I could check. But I don't know. It was just kind of like it was a short TV match, you know? It wasn't – It. I agree that they probably should be doing more to build up the guy that's on the pay-per-view rather than mm-hmm. the guy who's not. But that's also like, you know – what you do the post-match for where he gets to do the power bomb and all that kind of extra stuff and catching JD Drake and like power lifting him up to hit his finish was like really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Although I, I do agree given that Keith Lee's not your average wrestler. You know, no. he can do multiple styles, very versatile. I would have liked to have seen that in this match because JD Drake has, is such a different wrestler compared to Isaiah Cassidy, right? Exactly. Like, he's a base. Like, Keith Lee can do some flying in this match if you want to. Maybe he's not there yet. He's been off for a while. He's had a lot of health issues, for sure. And I don't want to speculate, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that if a match is a little bit slower, I'm going to give him a few more weeks to kind of, you know, get in, not ring shape, but you know what I'm trying to say. Get back in his, regain his bearings and such. I just love Keith Lee. Mm. I want to see him do well. This was like a fine match. It was a TV match. Like Phantom saying in the chat. It was a TV match. Yeah. That, that, that's and the that's review. Fine. It doesn't need to be spectacular, but I would have liked a little bit more Keith but Lee. But I want it to be because it's Keith Lee. It's Keith uh, Lee. I want all the Keith Lee. Yeah. I, I would have thought, I, I thought that something they were setting up in this match, which they didn't do, was JD Drake hit a moonsault onto, onto Keith Lee. And I thought they were going to follow that up with Keith Lee doing a moonsault to JD Drake, because right. we've seen him do that before, right? And I was like, surely that's what they're setting up. And then they kind of didn't, and he just went, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, it, it, was, it was good. It was just, I was expecting, like, more of a, more of a unique showcase of, of Keith Lee's style. Um, but it is what it is. Keith Lee got a match. I'm happy. It was good, and I'm excited for the ladder match. We had a post-match beatdown from the rest of the wingmen. Uh, Keith Lee did some more stuff. And then we had uh, Powerhouse Ops and Ricky Starts were going to come down. Orange Cassidy came out behind them, so we had this big, like, stare-off. More of the competitors of the face of the ladder. Uh, face of the ladder. <laughs> face of the revolution ladder match, um, which was cool. I'm really excited for that match. Yeah, Big, beefy boys. Big beefy boys doing big yeah. beefy things and also ricky stocks <laughs> mm-hmm. and orange cassidy i don't know what he's doing in that match but yeah and christian cage spoilers um we then had you know j- just a little just a little throwaway promo from cm punk <laughs> nothing major you know it was just 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 him backstage after his really bloody beat down from from mgf and you know he didn't really say anything important wasn't anything too major Oh, wait, what's that? Hot damn! CM Punk coming in with just some absolutely gold material in just a throwaway backstage segment. What was this, Punk? What? what? Huh? This was great. This was really good. You know what this was? This was, okay, we shot the heel angle on the go-home show of Dynamite, and we don't have another Dynamite for Punk to then cut a promo in response to that heel angle. Mm So let's do it backstage and let's put it on Rampage. And my God, was this a promo? Like, it turns out he actually referenced it in the promo, which I didn't catch the first time and people have since pointed out to me. But this gave me, like, big time 2003 Ring of Honor, like, feud with Raven vibes. 
Like he's just, he's bleeding. He's in the back and he's talking about, oh, he's going to be a monster. And MJF is not ready for the CM Punk that he's going to face at Revolution. I was like, oh, sell me the pay-per-view. Sell me the pay-per-view, Punk. This is buys. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you can hear people selling shows. Like you can hear the money being yeah. printed when a promo was that good. Yep, absolutely. This was, oh, this was fantastic stuff. Just the intensity that he showed. I mm-hmm. don't think we've seen this kind of like intense version of CM Punk since he's joined AEW. I don't think not this level. And especially not when he's covered in his own blood <laughs> from the beatdown that he just suffered after Dynamite. Faces God, right. this was so good. Just straight down the lens, him just, oh, it was just perfect for what it needed it to be. Him mm-hmm. just being like, all right, you want to play? Let's play. And him just being like, I'm going to murder you on Sunday. Um, oh, oh, like you said, this is this was money. This was pay-per-view buys right here. This is perfect. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the best promo I've ever heard because it didn't need to be. It was only like no. two minutes long, but they sold me the pay-per-view. Yeah, like if I wasn't sure buying did. the pay-per-view already, I was buying the pay-per-view to see CM Punk kick MJF's ass. Yeah, man. This has, once again, reaffirmed that this is my most anticipated match on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I, agree. I should say. God, so good. Um, we then had Mark Sterling being a bad lawyer backstage because there was uh, him saying that the no-contact thing going on with Ty Conti and uh, Jade Cargill was only up until 48 hours before the match so then Tecontee came in and kicked Jade Cargill because she can now what sort of no contract clause do you be like well I mean 48 hours before the show she can totally do that that's like, basically the show I mean it's 48 <laughs> hours you're basically there we've got a show 48 hours before it doesn't matter what? I am still struggling to find the reason for Mark uh, smart Mark Sterling to like exist yeah you know, yeah, what benefit know. does he give Jade Cargill? I don't know. I don't know. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah, Tycotic kicked her. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we then had uh, Serena D versus Layla Gray uh, in the Professor's five-minute challenge. Uh, Gray tried to run away. It didn't work. Uh, she made it tap out very quickly. Um, it was like a little, like, cravat or, like, well, not quite a geezy. The, uh, like, the front chancery. That's, that's the called. one front chance yeah. that's the word i was looking for thank you um and she just tapped out very very quickly uh and then we had the return of hikaru shida Hell yeah. kendo stick in hand and she went ham with that kendo stick uh my uh my notes for this were hikaru shida jesus shida <laughs> <laughs> the next one afterwards because she just went home with that kendo stick just absolutely nailing her with that thing when she was trying to uh, escape it was very very cool um great yeah i'm excited cool. i want to yeah. see this match again like they're they're doing like an unofficial best of seven series and i love it i think this is match like five that they'll have sure can they just have it featured properly now just want a really good blow away match because I don't think they've had that yet. <laughs> yeah, they, they've had that like four times. What are you talking well, about? All their yeah, dynamite like, matches have been great. Wasn't there what there was a couple where like it like wasn't featured properly or it didn't go long enough or mm, there was something that was like missing. There's one where like Diva, uh, Diva, goodness me, yep, Deeb, Deeb got Sheeta to like tap and it was like a pretty short match because it was more of an angle. She just kind of like beat her up and took out her knee. Maybe that one, but the other ones are like 
excellent matches. So I'm looking forward to another one. Oh yeah, they're both pretty great. Uh, Eddie Kingston then cut a promo on Chris Jericho, saying that uh, kayfabe is dead. That doesn't mean you need to piss on its grave. Nice. Um, he's so effortlessly charismatic that I'm instantly just like, I'm in. Eddie Kingston's talking. I'm listening. He's so good at making you believe what he's saying, and him just saying like, uh, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat him up on Sunday. Like, what what do you want to talk about? Is, and you know, he was saying to the uh, was it Tony Schiavone that was interviewing him? I, I can't so. remember. Yeah, it was. And he and he was just saying like, you know, what do you want me to talk about, Tony? And he's like, well, you know, you could talk about Chris Jericho on Sunday. He's like, yeah, but what what do you want me to talk about? I'm gonna beat him up. Like, what more do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> there's nothing else to say. I'm just gonna kill him. Um, yeah, it was, it was really really good stuff. Uh, it's the realest and, promo in wrestling. Yeah, man, he's so good. Love that man. Uh, we then had the main event, which was the last face of the revolution qualifier between Ethan Page and Christian Cage. Fun. I saw, uh, I saw someone comment on the, uh, Rustalk News today about your comment that it's going to be Brian Cage, Hangman Page, Ethan Page, Christian Cage, in a cage, in a cage. on Rampage. They got to do it, Dallas right? Page is the referee or something. The, yeah, Dumb Dallas Page is the, as the referee, yeah. That sounds great. Outside enforcer Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Special guest ring announcer yeah. Page. Nice. Yeah. Just keep going. See, yeah. I think they're crazy enough that at some point they'll do something like this. Mm-hmm. They'll they do might. the tag match at some point, like on a Rampage show or something. They'll do like Hangman Page and Ethan Page against Christian Cage and Brian Cage. <laughs> and I will laugh and it'll be worth it for no <laughs> other reason than I will laugh. Um, just don't rage about it. Uh, this was a little, a little fun match. Uh, this wasn't the same caliber as the opener or anything. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit slower, a little bit more methodical, you could call it. Um, but this was decent. This was all right. There, there was some nice little action between the two, um, leading to Christian inevitably getting the win. Um, with the unprettier, was nice. Liked it. Um, fun little match. Christian gets the win, as we expected. Um, so he's added to the ladder match. And I liked that in the, the pre-match promo as well, he was saying, like, you know, I help popularize the ladder match. Like, I'm I'm a ladder match expert. Um, which I think kind of... Not that he wouldn't be welcome in the match as it is, but I think considering he's not wrestled in so long, I feel like it legitimizes him being in the ladder match, of him being like, sure. this is why I'm important in this match. Uh, which is really good. I like that little detail. I also just like the thought that christian cage in 2022 is wrestling in a ladder match yeah that's bonkers that's absolutely bonkers yeah yeah you know like this this match was like fine it was fun mm-hmm. it was a little yeah. it was a simple main event match you know yep again it's weird if you take this match put it in the opener take the opener put it in the main event that main event is like <sighs> yep. one of the great main events of the whole year Right. Yeah. And that's not to say that either match is like worse because of their positioning, but like, I don't know. Why are we doing this backwards? You know, like, why are we not putting the main event on last? Especially if it, like, I get it. Rampage is usually taped. So it's weird to block out the show a certain way because people are going to get tired and it's a long show, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is not a taped show. This is a live show. I. I don't know. My theory is that because Rampage is on so late, 
they want to capitalize on first and put the best match on first to get people in so they have more chance of people seeing that that's my theory i suppose it's fair enough but i don't know what they need to do is put rampage in a better time slot put it at 7pm please yeah this is a good episode of rampage it was very, much. very good. Oh, there's a little bit at the end as well that we didn't mention. Um, uh, of the uh, Jurassic Express came out to celebrate with Christian. Then you had the Young Bucks and Red Dragon came out. A little bit of interaction there. They both reached into the ring, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly and one of the Bucks uh, picked up one of the the belts each and were like facing off against each other. Kyle O'Reilly did the air guitar on the belt. <sighs> that made me happy. He's still my heart. He's great. Um, and then uh. And then the um, Luchasaurus grabbed both belts back. Jungle Boy just wiped out all four of them with a dive over the ropes. Cool. That's all I really need for this. I liked this more than their go-home angle from Dynamite. Because that was uh, Red Dragon and Buck celebrating. And then Jurassic Express came on the stage. We're like, we are also here. Whereas this one, they got a little bit physical. They like stole the belts, took them back. It was like, there was a little bit more actual like physical interaction between that. And this, I didn't need anything too major. This was great. Simple is easy. Like this isn't the the storyline tag title match, you mm-hmm. know. Like the story is obviously there between the Bucks and Red Dragon, mm. but Jurassic Express is basically just the champions going in yep. to defend their titles. And honestly, on a pay per view like this with a stack card, that's really all you need. Like you don't need every match to be the big culmination of a six month story. Doesn't need all of you like that. And they will have a fantastic three way match. It's going to be fun. Revolution is tomorrow. Yeah, this I think, as I, I mentioned earlier, I think this was a better go home show than Dynamite. This made me more excited for Revolution uh, than Dynamite did, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. So, good job, five out of five, Rampage. Well done. Good stuff. Yeah. So easy to watch. My goodness, flies by. Yeah, absolutely. Fastest by. hour of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, Tempest, probably quite quickly because I don't really have that much to talk about. Let's talk about SmackDown. I didn't hate this show. I didn't hate it, but not much happened. I don't think. Well, there's a couple of things that happened, but I don't really care about them. Let's talk about it. Um, Because this show opened up with a load of people cutting promos to cameras. Um, It's Paul Heyman, who had a weird slide show of Roman Reigns as he did his promo. All right. Yeah, sure. Um, Ronda Rousey. I want to believe that he got those pictures himself. Yes. I like that, but he edited those, those yeah. in himself. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd really like that. Um, we then had, yeah, Ronda Rousey, Sonia Deville, who I, I made a joke out of this in my in my edited review. I did not understand what she said. Nothing <laughs> with the power of... She said authority, but she said it really weirdly. But we're the authority, Pete! Mm, I know. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, without a Viking Raiders, Usos, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, all cut promos. Sami Zayn was in Gorilla because he went straight out to have his Intercontinental Championship match against Ricochet. Um, and uh, we had a, a recap of him winning the title and the Johnny Knoxville stuff and all that jazz. And this match, I thought, I, I said last week in my edited review, I said that I think the lineup of Ricochet versus Sami Zayn could be very fun if WWE want it to be. And when you know it, I think they wanted it to be. Because yeah. they had a fun match, you know? Put on a lot of... <laughs> I This is going to sound really backhanded. But uh, WWE are putting in a ton of nearfalls into their matches lately. I noticed this with New Day Los Lotharios and New Day Los Lotharios yeah. again. And I think 
was it Naomi Charlotte had a bunch of near falls as well? Say, and was it New Day Los Lotharios again? <laughs> I was I was tempted, but uh, but I think it was Naomi Charlotte as well. And I noticed it in this match, and I noticed it in one of the other matches that I can't remember what was on this bloody card. Uh, in the God, what else happened? What else happened on the show? Big E, Sheamus, uh, Usos, Viking Raiders. Usos, Viking Viking Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, that's it. Where they just kind of, they don't build to the near falls. They just have the near falls from the off, which can work, but not all the time. The problem with this is the WWE formula, because the formula is not to build to the near falls. Mm -hmm. It's that the people like finishers. Yes. They like the big moves, and now, whoa, they cheer because of the big move. That's what the WWE formula is. So it's not, like, built the same way as, like, a match in another company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say it's still better than their old formula. I st- even if it's superficial oh, yeah. and it's just a bunch of niffles for nothing, it's still better than what they had. So, you know, better wrestling. Can't really complain too much. Uh, this was a pretty fun oh, match. Good. I've got no complaints about this Sami Zayn ricochet match. This is a yeah. fun way to open the show. Really fun. And uh, Johnny Knoxville came out and distracted Sammy, uh, leading to Ricochet getting the Hurricane Rana pin uh, for the win. New Intercontinental Champion Ricochet, um, wow. which I've seen a lot of people really excited about. And they're like, oh, Ricochet, new IC champ. I'm glad he deserves it. And I'm like, I don't really care because WWE yeah. don't push their Intercontinental Champions like ever. Um, so I, I don't I don't think this is going to result in like some big push for Ricochet or whatever. I think this is just, it's a guy it's with a, a title, you know? It's, it's like when Nakamura won it. It's like, yeah. whatever. It's a problem. It doesn't matter. matter. It just shifts. It it floats. Yeah. It's a hot potato. I yeah. said on Twitter that if you took like all restrictions off and you just let people wrestle, I don't know that there's anyone that would be more fun to watch in an open challenge setting than Ricochet. Mm. Just let him defend this title every week in fun mm-hmm. matches and it will work. I yep. promise it will work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just I also think it's funny that we got like one match out of Shinsuke Nakamura in six months and now we've had yeah. two pedal changes in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's all like hostage, man. Yeah. God. Um so that was pretty fun. Uh we then uh had Sammy freaking out backstage. He offered a WrestleMania challenge for Johnny Knoxville, which was accepted later in the show. Cool. I I think we all saw that was coming. Yeah, we basically nice. talked about this last week. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh we then had so they built up that mr mcmahon was going to be announcing who pat mcafee's wrestlemania opponent was they showed the the backstage they showed the locker room door of mr mcmahon who was backstage in wwe uh but out came austin theory instead and he said well wherever mr well. mcmahon goes i go with him and he announced that at wrestlemania it's going to be him versus pat mcafee and then he slapped pat mcafee and pat was like what that's pretty much the whole segment. Yeah. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. It's a bit odd. You know what? I'm more excited for that than I was for Pat versus Vince. Because I have no interest in seeing Vince attempt to wrestle. I don't think I can agree. I watch WWE now for the sake of chaos. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting there and I'm watching Elimination Chamber and I'm like, come on, go. <laughs> beat Roman just so I could see Twitter go. I was the one guy that was happy when Goldberg beat the Fiend. 
just because I sat back and just watched Twitter like burn down. Mm, so I was like, oh, it's, it's funny. It's anarchy. You know? Yeah. Um, I thought this was Weber. I mean, to be honest, it's still probably going to be Vince. They're still going to find a way to maybe yeah, get there. If that is the plan, yeah. this could be a setup. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, we then had Naomi versus Carmella, which was quick. Uh, Naomi won. Uh, we also got in a promo, got a little bit of dissension between Carmella and Queen Zelina. That's what we all wanted to see. We've got another and women's tag team exist. in the tag division. Can't have that. We need to have one team and one team only. So we're already looking to break them up. But Pete, the thing that people care about is how much sex are Car Carmella and Corey Graves having? These two lovebirds having all of the sex and they want to tell you about it. And they want to show you it too, as much what, as they can put on YouTube. What a terrible concept for a show. Yeah. Whatever. This is too much time I've already spent talking about Corey and Carmella. Yeah. Naomi won quickly, celebrate with Sasha Banks. Cool, cool, cool. Corbin I like and Matt them Mark. as a team. I will say that yeah. right now. Them getting yeah. there and everything is very rushed and no story to it whatsoever. I like Sasha and Naomi standing next to each other being a team. That works. I agree. I agree. Corbin and Madcap Moss were backstage. They're playing cards. Madcap does a joke. And then on their TV in their room, Drew McIntyre enters, which then begs the question, what feed are they watching? Because they're not watching SmackDown because they're on SmackDown. So what are they watching? It's probably the stadium feed. No, Tempest, don't logic me. Let me have my joke. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, we had Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, which was very quick. Drew McIntyre won, obviously. Um, do you I remember when that was going to be a pay-per-view match? Yeah, when people wanted this to be a WWE Championship feud. People. I am not people. No. I'll say that right now. Yeah. Um... Drew won quickly, then did a promo afterwards, which I thought was a decent promo. Yep. Him saying that he's basically gonna he's gonna take out Corbin at WrestleMania. Cool. Um, cuts back to backstage. Madcap Moss does another joke, but Corbin doesn't laugh because we need more dissension. Is it dissension or is he just like eh, I've gotten myself into this? Well, I think in, this wouldn't be dissension unless we had the thing last week where he kind of put Madcap Moss in the firing line. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, they we then did a recap of Lesnar and Reigns' contract signing, which was essentially the entire segment, just with the breath taken out. Like, Jesus. Do you need to recap a contract signing? They signed the paper. Full stop. Brock threw some security guys around. You can say that in, like, five seconds. In fact, yeah. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Recap done! Move on! So, on this next bit, we had uh, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura made their entrance. The Usos then ambushed them, and I was like, why? why? All right. Then Roman Reigns' music hit, and I was like, okay. So Roman Reigns is, like, hijacking the already scheduled Boogs-Nakamura segment. So, this is where I got a bit frustrated, Tempest, as I mentioned on the intro mm. for the thing that no one's watched yet, or heard. On my feed that I watched when I originally watched this show, Roman Reigns came out. It cut to an ad break. 
they came back and it was the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders just made their entrance and I was like, what happened to Roman? Did they just bring him out to not do anything with they literally booked him to do an entrance? That's the whole th- and then I had this whole thing in my edited review. It's a really funny joke that no one's ever gonna see, you know? And then I found out that actually he did a promo, and that just invalidates the whole thing. And I was I was I very upset about that. I want to know what feed of SmackDown you're watching that you're I getting less know. less SmackDown. Yeah. How can I watch no, that no. show? <laughs> um, but whatever. He came out and then he did a promo. I thought this promo was decent. He got like fired up in this one, and he essentially said, "I'm gonna be Brock." That was the long and short of it. He basically said that. Look, I, you know, prediction, spoiler, I called my shots. Last year, I called my shot. And then this year, I'm going to be killing, killing Brock. That's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. And he's going to acknowledge me. His, it's a good promo. Mm. It's a promo I've heard already. Yeah. I've heard Roman talk about beating up Brock for seven years. There's the right now in this promo, not enough new for me to be like, hell yeah, WrestleMania. I don't care. I've yeah. seen this match already. I saw it like commentary were putting up that this is the first time that Roman's been really fired up since becoming like the tribal chief. So Brock's in his head. I'm like, I don't know if I buy that, you know? It's also not Maybe. true. Roman got yeah. fired up before. He was like, yeah. why would he lie to me? Why would he lie to me? Or whatever. I mean, whatever he said. not the only lies told on this show. Get into that in a minute. Um, this was all right. We then had the uh, tag title match of the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. This was, again, similar to the opener where they just did a bunch of near falls, which, you know, is actually kind of fun. It's superficial, but it's kind of fun. Um, and it was a bit of fun. They... Uh, they had a, a Viking experience for a near fall. Well, they broke up the pin anyway off the Viking experience, which was cool. Uh, but the Usos got the win clean with the 1D. Cool. Nice. Don't know why we couldn't have done this at the pay-per-view. Right? Just put you that on Elimination Chamber. I'm really curious as to what happens at WrestleMania now, you know? Because mm-hmm. I figured yeah. they would then just stretch this out until WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But maybe they'll face like Nakamura and Boogs. And that's how you get Rick Boogs onto the show so he can do his big entrance. I would assume that them taking out Nakamura and Boogs is the way to build them up to challenge. And I think they'll probably win against the Usos. Probably. They're really like Rick Boogs. Yeah, it's fine. Um, The New Day have a quad bike again. Apparently there's like a new toy, which is why they're doing that. It's the new pancakes. Sure. new videos. Yeah. Got an ATV now. Uh, we were supposed to have Biggie versus Sheamus. I still don't know why Sheamus is upset at the fact that B owns a quad bike. I don't quite get that. I don't know. This is how you make storylines in WWE now. You just like drive past someone in a hallway. Yeah. And that's close enough. You like yeah. you lock in on each other. Mm-hmm. It's like a Pokemon battle. You locked eyes, but you got to fight now. Yeah, that's all it is. That's it. Yeah. Um, so before the match even starts, Ridge Holland attacks Kofi with a chair. And then Seamus attacks Biggie in the ring. They steal the quad bike. And then during an ad break, they do the Street Fighter 2 bonus stage where they just beat up the quad bike and they destroy it. Solid reference. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Pete. It was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. I, they beat up the bike. Yep. I can't imagine that this is a WrestleMania match. 
this to me feels like no. all these guys are in the battle royal. Yes. Yeah, I think that's that. Accurate. That is embarrassing that mm. you're putting Big E in the Andre the Giant battle royal. That's if that happens. Again, we don't know that for sure because it's been announced. But if Big E's in the battle royal, shame on you. Fool. Did you know? Mm. Not fun fact at all, but fun fact. I forgot that Big E was WWE champion. I saw an article about him talking about his his title run. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that happened. And I was like, that was like two months ago. Yeah. Ugh. It's a shame. Terrible. Um, also, did you know that apparently, according to reports, I can't remember the reports, so don't quote me on this one, I can't remember who reported it, uh, that the Men's Battle Royal is not going to be on Mania. It's going to be on either SmackDown or Raw. <sighs> Got two shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't find time for a 10 minute battle royal. I mean, whatever. Those people don't get to be on WrestleMania. Take it up with them. Yep. Uh, we did have a battle royal last year, but not a WrestleMania. It was on the SmackDown prior. It was WrestleMania SmackDown. Jey Uso won. And it's like never been mentioned again. Nope. <sighs> um. Cool. We then had Undertaker promo, whatever. Yep. Uh, we had Johnny Knoxville accepting the match. We then had Corbin and Moss were backstage playing darts. Corbin has, has thrown some darts and he's counting up his score and he's looking at the dartboard, counting up his score. When a sword comes in next to his head, into the dartboard. Attempted murder. Attempted murder. Actual attempted murder. Illegal wrestling activity. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah. getting closer to an impalement. Getting closer. So, like, on so many levels for this. Okay, so that that straight up is attempted murder. That's mm-hmm. sure. Um, I really don't have the energy to like analyze attempted no, murder I know. with a sword. I know, I know, I know. But like, how did they not know that Drew was there? Um, yeah. Also, you immediately can't he in stabbed with a sword. He he stabbed the dartboard, and then immediately they just like went whoa and ran away, and then the segment just ended with Drew looking very smug. It's like there's no like follow up to that. It, that's the whole segment was Corbin going. Huh, let me count this up. Oh, that's it. Cut. A few seconds. This segment was a few seconds long. Oh, this was. I this am was trying to be positive, Tempest. What was the point of this, Tempest? Yeah. That is a that is a question to which I do not have an answer, my friend. Because no. again, I'm trying to be positive, Tempest. And when the show just starts being like this, I just like, all right, next segment, please. Yeah, I, d- I don't have it in me to get mad about this sort of thing nowadays. Yeah. You know. Uh, speaking of getting mad about stuff, you welcome everyone in advance. We got the main event of Sonya Deville versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda Rousey's accolades were read out before she made her <sighs> entrance, which made me like her less. <laughs> it felt like a very heel thing you know when mm-hmm. like a heel takes their time making their entrance and they're like i think corbin had that at one point right when it was like Probably. former golden gloves boxing champion or whatever and it took ages and everyone was like oh get it over already this felt like yes i know who ronda rousey is jesus christ um yeah uh, all right that being said i'm about to get pissed all right ronda rousey's been back for like five weeks mm-hmm she has laid out Sonya Deville at least four times. Yeah. Pay-per-view included. Yeah. I'm trying really hard not to just 
explode. Like they're, I'm trying not to curse right now, but for what you people, not you people, the commenters, but you people, the people that run WWE made me sit through for six months, this mm -hmm. Naomi Sonya business where Naomi got like one match, got eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And now it's just dropped. She's got other things to worry about now. Mm -hmm. Six months, this dragged on. And it led to nothing, and now Ronda Rousey's the star that gets to do it. Piss off! You absolute trash bag writers. God damn, they didn't even know Ronda was coming back. What was the plan for this? Were we just going to go with Naomi and Sonya to WrestleMania? I have to know. Probably. They probably never thought that far ahead. They just said, no, no they another didn't. one. Oh, what are we doing this week? No, Sonya and Naomi. They'd do a thing. Next week, same thing. Whatever. I would prefer that somebody beat up Sonya. I'd rather have that than Sonya being terrible to everyone and never getting comeuppance. Yeah. I would also just rather not have Sonya Deville as an authority figure. I don't want to see authority figures anymore, especially when they're treating wrestlers like this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, weirdly, Tempest, this was not the thing that annoyed me about this. Mine is oh, much yeah. more nitpicky. Mine's much yeah. more nitpicky. Because uh, that's kind of my thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, Charlotte Flair came out on commentary. And there were two things I didn't like about this. Charlotte Flair was out on commentary. She distracted Ronda a couple of times. That was all fine. Um, on commentary, they were like, are you worried about Ronda Rousey? She goes, no. Cool, move what on. do you mean you're not worried about Ronda Rousey? Why are you downplaying? Like, this is like, we mention this all the time. You need to build your opponents up instead of just drag them down all the time. Because that's just all that Charlotte does is not take her opponents seriously. That is her MO every single time. And yeah. it doesn't work. That annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like it when wrestlers are on commentary. I mm. think it sucks like 95% of the time. Unless it's like Kevin Owens, who's funny. Yeah. yeah. You know, most of the time this just sucks. Oh, you want to know the other part that made me nuts? I've got a second part. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like once Ronda gets this match out of the way, no one cares about mm -hmm. that. Beats Sonya yeah. Deville again. They're all just like, oh, Charlotte never tapped out or something. Charlotte tapping out was like that's, a really that's big my, deal. That's my second them. bit. That's my second bit, Tempest. Charlotte's never tapped out. Yeah, she has. Why are you lying to us? I can remember times like off the top of my head. Look at that. She's tapping. There's one. That's, that's tapping the one I was thinking about. That's, that's the one. Again. I was gonna Wait, put that in to the Becky Lynch. What's that? That's yeah. tapping. Yeah. Friggin' liars! I hated this so much. It's not like when John Cena would do his like never give up thing and he's like, "Oh, we tapped out on SmackDown ten years ago." Charlotte's mm -hmm. not been around that long, no. and she's never been like the "I will never tap out" mm -hmm. person. She just has submission losses. Why yeah. are you lying to me? Yeah, I'm your customer. Do not lie like, to me. I want to give what? you my money. I don't, but in theory, I would want to give you my money if you would stop lying to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. what makes wrestling so unique and amazing is you have such a storied history for every wrestler, right? They have their own individual stories that right. can combine in such a unique way. And you have this constant, like, because it never stops. You have this right. constantly shifting roster of characters flowing in and out and characters can change and shift. And you have their, their whole storied histories that interact in certain ways. That's what makes wrestling so great. When you use that history 
and you reward people for actually paying attention and investing in these characters and you pay it off with stories that can't be done in any other medium because they don't exist for as long as wrestling does when you just ignore that and just lie and just make stuff up you're flying in the face of the point like <laughs> come on it's not yeah. that hard yeah oh, man it was like a two out of five smackdown maybe, what? maybe three maybe three out of five smackdown like two, show's three. over ricochet won the intercontinental title that was fun yeah that was cool there was a there was a lot of filler on this episode and there was a lot of not much happening uh, uh, there's a lot like of this... filler on this road to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, legit. Yeah. You, you know when I said last week, I was like, I really hope they got enough material for uh, Lesnar Reigns. They don't have they material don't. for anything. No. There's no material. Um, They're fresh no material out. At all. Yeah. I think that this, this show was on the right side of nothing happening. It was nothing mm -hmm. happening, but there was some good wrestling, and there was a couple like little fun bits, yeah. whereas sometimes there was nothing happening, and it's just boring the whole time this was yeah, on the right I, side of nothing happening. i'd rather watch wrestling than watch 10 minutes of video packages 100%. in the middle of finn balor walking to the ring 10 minutes of video packages another ad break damien priest walks to the ring another ad break i don't want to see that ever again as long as i live so if we just get a little bit more wrestling that doesn't mean a lot in the grand scheme of things that's not too bad yeah totally um I think I uploaded the poll. Let's see. 56% uh, of people saying it was a smack bang in the middle show. 13% going one higher with a four. 14% uh, saying two. 12% saying one. 5% with that five out of five rating. Uh, I think that's... I want what y'all are smoking. Fair. Three to, three to two, I think, is, is fair. Let's do. We don't have any patron shouts yet because I've not done it this month because I've been really, really busy. Uh, but we'll have that starting next week. Um, but let's get into the rest of your ultra chats. Last chance to get in your ultra chats. Send those into russelltalk.com forward slash support. I'm going to read all your messages um, that uh, are above five US bucks or up by the time the show goes off the air. Scott Woodford said, uh, Got my work bonus and I thought I would acknowledge Chopper Pete. Damn right. Your tribal Pete. I'd noticed in, in Roman's promo as well. I thought it was really funny because I know he's done it a couple times, but this one, it really stuck out to me is how much he like lowers his voice and grumbles when he says, acknowledge me is literally just like, he says like the place name and then he's like, acknowledge me. It's like, all right, Roman, isn't it? Hang up a little bit. Protect your, protect your, your vocal cords, man. Jeez. He's Batman. He's Batman. Yeah. Rachel. Um, <laughs> Alex, Alex Melchior said, Hey, hey guys, uh, you know that the Revolution card is ridiculous when the pre-show is stacked. And Tempest, I'm actually going to the Foo Fighters concert this summer in Toronto. Hey. Should be a great time. That's where I live. I live in Toronto. Yay, that Toronto made movie. I wish I was going to that show. Something tells me I will not be in Toronto at the time of that show. Otherwise, I would absolutely be going. 
interesting stuff, Tempest. Um, Matt Carney said, uh, if Rampage does go to two hours, uh, will it have to distinguish no. itself somehow from Dynamite? If it's just more Dynamite, I'll get bored. However, what if they keep all the spooky stuff just for Rampage, making AEW have a light and dark duality? Could be cool. I disagree. <laughs> I don't like any of that. I, like any of that. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of... We've got a ton of chats over the last months and years really um well especially since rampage came on actually are people finding like ways to try and separate aew into sections be like dynamite can be for this thing and rampage can be for this thing and i think one of the appeals of aew is it's so diverse you have so many different styles mm -hmm. happening all the time on all your shows i think literally like separating out certain things and being like this stuff's for technical this stuff's for high flying it's like that misses the point right you want yeah. the clash of styles that's the, that's diversity is good on a show i agree very well said. Again, I'm so good at my job. Look, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Outcast823 said, love the show, guys. Uh, would love to get a shout out for the next, for the next me WF world champion. I don't Any ideas, know Tempest? what that means. I don't no. know what M-E-W-F could be. Um, or me-W-F. Mewf. Mewf. I have no idea. Well, they're separated out as well because it's not just the letters M E W F. It's M, M small E space capital W space small F. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It says um, bone hashtag bone saw is ready after that. Yeah. So I'm like, is, was yeah. that the name of the 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 league in uh in in Spider Man? But I know it wasn't. No. It was the N Y W L because <laughs> I remember that sort that of thing. Sense. Yeah, you know, that it was sense. New York Wrestling League or whatever. Yeah, so, but staying yeah. on topic. I thoroughly enjoyed the triple threat this week and only wish this was the fight we were getting at Revolution. Take care, jam that jam. I agree. Hell yeah. Uh, some WWE chats. Uh, Tails P said, uh, was Sami Zayn bigger than usual or was it because he was next to Ricochet? Why did the New Day have matching gear? Did WWE forget, uh, did WWE forget how Sasha Banks won her championships? And finally, yes. have you seen the Power World Team Rocket Simulator trailer? No, I haven't. I've heard you talk about it a little bit. Probably just saying you haven't seen the trailer, but... Someone asked me yesterday's show. Have you seen the trailer? I was yeah. like, no. I think it might have been Tailspeed, actually, that asked me yesterday again. Well, get on it, then. You can't oh. keep making Tails P wait. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even know what it is. I haven't seen anything about it. Um, Zoe Sun said, uh, Tempest is right. The only reason to Full even stop. look up W... What? Covers everything. Tempest is right. Full stop. Full stop. Yeah. To be fair, it does have a full stop after it. After it. After it. Tempest is right. Okay. The only reason to even look up WWE is to see if they did something pathetic, opening a bottle of whatever you fancy, not even alcoholic, scroll social, the death of the demon was a great two-hour scroll. F Ronda, by the way. I'll leave it there. Thanks, Zoe. It's a lot to yeah. cover. Yeah. So we sung again. Said, I love Holly Holm. Best UFC pay-per-view ever. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's good. I was I was I was depressed after that not really but i was like oh there goes another ufc cash cow they mm -hmm. don't have another one waiting just yet nope it was like two months after conor mcgregor got knocked out or something mm -hmm. you know yeah. uh you know, conor mcgregor got... came after that but regardless we've got um we've got some pokedex uh entries here from zoe sung said chris jericho the influence of pokemon this pokemon is being so in your face fake about himself uh, so that Eddie Kingston, the Mad King Pokemon, comes off as a real baby face. Also, Jericho is a legend in reinventing himself on every single heel turn, uh, every single heel turn, 
abs. OMG. He's in great shape. He's in good shape. Uh, I will say anytime Chris Jericho says something that I know he trademark, I die a little inside. Mm-hmm. Like every time he calls himself the influencer, yep. this 51 year old man. Yep. Calling himself the I influencer. Mean, I don't like I don't just saying him. G why because i'm like i know you're trying to do a new catchphrase just be real yeah gf gfy is bad i don't mind himself calling himself the influencer because he's a heel like that's a that's a real he's a baby face he's totally a heel what you want about he's a baby face he's He's a heel he is not he's a heel this this is the double he is not turned heel he is absolutely not turned heel He's trying to work things out with the inner circle. He was just like, hey, Santana Ortiz, are we good? Like, I don't think he's turned heel. He turned heel against Santana and Ortiz. Eddie Kingston's the baby face. Change my mind. I disagree. I'm not saying that Eddie Kingston isn't the baby face. He's definitely the heel in this feud. But if you were, like, setting your alignments on a video game right now, I don't think he's a heel. I don't think he's fighting dirty. He called himself a sports entertainer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that is a heel move. Regardless. Right. Heel move right there. Um, Ten Rosa said, uh, Tempest, sorry about talking about the foos. I'll shut up until November when they come back here. <laughs> yeah. I will see them maybe before November. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, if this wasn't the end of the show, I would get a poll going maybe to see if we can figure out if, uh, if Jericho's a heel or not. But it is the end of the show, so I won't. Tempest, I had my rant earlier. Anything you want to, to say or add to yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, not to add. It's hmm. unrelated, of course. But of course. I've been meaning to bring this up for uh, a little while. Yeah. Pete, uh, what's happening on, on Wordle, pup? What's happening? I'm doing well now. Yeah. I think I've got like four in a row with three guesses. Dude, today's one, which I'm not going to spoil because it's going out today, obviously, just in case anyone's not done it. Today's one, I was furious. It was because an I got annoying it in, word. I got it in six, right? So at least I got it. You know, my streak's still alive. That's good. But dude, I need to, I need to double check this again, because I had... I was close, and I had all but one letter after four guesses... Yeah, so I had, after my second guess, I had three correct letters in the right places. It's only the first and fourth letter that I had missing. And I still didn't get it until six, because it was too many freaking combinations, and it was just luck. Hate this game. Oh, Hate this game, Tempest. That's a shame. All right, oh, I wanted to get that out, because I wanted some some more ranty P content. Mm. I want to read you a text message that I got yesterday. Okay. More accurately, two text messages. Mm-hmm. The text message I sent to my best friend outside of all this work and such mm-hmm. is also, I'm going to need your spoiler-free Batman thoughts, like, ASAP. And he came through. So, shout out to you, Nathan. I don't know if you're... Mm-hmm. I know he watches the podcast. I don't know if he's going to listen to this bit, mm-hmm. but regardless. He said, bro, this is really the Batman. It's all I've ever wanted to see from a Batman movie. 
The cinematography is incredible. The score is incredible. The performances from the entire cast, incredible. It feels like a true Batman story ripped straight from a comic book. From his narration to his fighting style, Pattinson feels like the most accurate representation of the character to me. I don't know where to start. It's a long cerebral movie where he's deciphering riddles and trying to unravel a mystery that envelops the entire city of Gotham. It's written and told with such care and respect for the character. Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson show a true understanding of the layers of Bruce's emotions. It's so good. I'm not trying to oversell it, but man, it's so good. I can't wait to see that movie, Pete. <laughs> I gotta wait until Wednesday. I'm gonna go and see it with a different friend on Wednesday. But that I'm not gonna let Luke and Adam ruin my fun. This is the movie I've been looking forward to the most through the yeah. pandemic. I think this movie's supposed I, to come you, out last year. Yeah, I think you, uh, you and Ollie are the ones that are on the hype train in the Bristol Talk team. I'm personally mm -hmm. not fast, but I'm. I mean, I've heard it's very good, so I might watch it at this point. Because before I was expecting it to be like it's a Batman movie. It's all right. Whereas now everyone's saying like, no, this is great. And I'm like, well, okay, now I'm interested. So it's a really good Batman movie. And we haven't had one of those in like a long time. Yeah. I mean, Depends I've heard how much you like say. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight yeah. Rises was 10 years ago. And I like that movie. But if you're going yeah. back before that. Yeah. The Dark Knight was like 14 years ago. Yeah, that was 2008. Right? Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's wild so that they, that ago. came up that, that long ago. But I've heard people yeah. saying that this is better than The Dark Knight, which is pretty crazy because that's like a big bar to try and jump over, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. The Dark Knight is like my favorite movie ever. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. would take a lot to mm -hmm. to beat out The Dark Knight. But And this is where we come on next week. Next weekend. And you're like, <laughs> the greatest movie ever! <laughs> this could be the whole podcast. <laughs> Oh god, can we do a Batman podcast? I'm not on the show next week. Damn it. Oh, you're not. You're not on the show next week. Ooh. Wait, you're on NXT next week, right? I don't know, but you'll be seeing not. it after NXT, right? Yeah. I'll be oh, seeing it later man. that day. Oh. Rough. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, anyway, Pete. I know Let's it go is. talk about Rampage. <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap it up thank you for listening to this episode of the wrestle talk podcast appreciate it uh, if you've not yet subscribe to the wrestle talk uh, podcast youtube channel because it's going to be live reactions to revolution tomorrow with ollie and luke we're gonna have a review with i've lost track of who's doing what at this point tempest oh. and ollie i believe ollie gonna be reviewing it on the monday we're gonna have laurie doing an edited review on the main wrestle talk channel i'm doing news on the monday on the main wrestle talk channel everybody's involved all the time with everything um so yeah stacked lineup we've got coming up very soon we're all excited for revolution can you tell um but yeah thank you very much for listening subscribe lots more content stay safe we love you very much goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 